Welcome to LPO, Landing Page Optimization. Landing Page Optimization Expert, Tim Ash, is here to show you what it takes to create optimal landing pages. LPO brings you detailed case studies, opinions, and analysis from the leaders of landing page optimization. Now here's your host, Tim Ash. Welcome back, loyal listeners. This is your host, Tim Ash, with LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And my guest, uh, my returning guest, one of my rare returning guests uh, this week is Arnie Ken, the CEO of Vertical Measures. Uh, welcome, Arnie. Hey, Tim. Uh, thank you for having me back, and thanks yeah. for being such a rarity. Yeah, and uh, it's kind of like the the uh, inside the artist studio, you know, where you only get interviewed once by James <laughs> Lipton. No, just kidding. Uh, yeah, so uh, I know your your latest book is uh, Content Marketing Works, and uh, it, it's just it's a topic that you spoke about uh, at our uh, sold out fantastic uh, conversion conference just recently in Vegas. So I'd like to maybe talk a little bit about that. One of the things that I found is that. Conversion rate optimizers are kind of um, how should I say it anti-content. You know, they they just want the conversion, right? The conversion is usually the sale or the sign up or the free trial or whatever it is. The stuff that's at the bottom of the funnel. Have you seen this kind of bias against uh, content creation and deploying it properly? Uh, to some degree, yeah. I mean, that's a that's a great loaded question, but you know, at, at vertical measures, <laughs> my, my favorites. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was gonna say, how about imagine that? Yeah. So you know, at vertical measures, we work uh, with uh, CRO as well. You know, we have a full paid ad team, and uh, you know, so they're building landing pages and and constantly you know doing A/B tests and so on and so forth. Uh, yet, of course, uh, most people know our agency as a content marketing and an SEO agency. So, you know, we have a little bit of that internally, but I would say our team, you know, really understands that uh, the first thing you have to do is generally pull somebody into this, you know, into your website to get them to that landing page. And so, you know, you could spend uh, money certainly on, on advertising to do that, which is, you know, uh, something most uh, businesses do. But I, you know, ideally, I think everybody wants a blend which is where content comes in. So if you do content marketing the correct way, uh, theoretically that's top of funnel and pulls people through. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry, I'm just I'm just going to call call a little bullshit there. So I heard theoretically and the correct way. Okay, those are all like <laughs> weasel words. So what I'm saying yeah. is in, in practice, and it's great that the people inside your own agency hopefully you know eat the eat your own dog food as they say in the ad business. But no, what I'm talking about is you know the the CROs are are, are in my experience, and I rail against this a lot. Are what I are infected with what I call greedy marketer syndrome, right? They want to squeeze the bottom of the sales funnel and hope uh, dollar signs or, or euros or whatever come out of the bottom, right? Uh, is, and, and so anything that stands in their way, creating content, uh, driving traffic, uh, those, are, those are necessary evils. I mean, that's, that's been my experience. Is that not yours? Well, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think that, that, that debate is out there, but, uh, you know, since this is a hot political season, I decided to go as political as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you seen that the milk toast candidates do not do well in this election cycle? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm going to make CRO great again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, Arnie, we want point of view here. No, no, I mean, I just want to shake, shake people up a bit. Okay, so uh, let's let's just start with that as a premise, that 
um, you know, that really, you know, we're, we're, we have what I call, again, bottom feeders or, you know, they want to feed at the bottom of the funnel. They, they want the, the conversion. Uh, what's wrong with that? I mean, isn't that why we're here? It's like, you know, show me ROI on a campaign and you drive me traffic. I convert the traffic. All is well with the world. What, what's, where's the, the, the lost opportunity in that? Well, I don't think they're, uh, you know, actually, I'm not even sure if I follow the debate because I think I truly do believe they go hand in hand. <laughs> I totally understand t- uh, tweaking and squeezing everything you can at the conversion phase, you know, whatever that might be, you know, what, like you mentioned earlier, it could be sales, leads, whatever it is. And absolutely, they have to be a part of the uh, the process. Um, but, you know, like like we, we have built this eight-step process, and that's certainly one of the steps but I don't think you can work about work through that in an isolated world. I mean, if that if that is your sole role within a business or you know an agency, a business brand, whatever it might be, to, to uh, squeeze what you can out of the page, well, that then that is your total focus. But if you know, all I was saying earlier, though, is, but if nobody's visiting that page, there's nothing to squeeze. So right. Well, it's uh, not about acquisition either. I guess let's just talk about um, kind of the stages in the in the buyer's journey, if you will. Um, and, you know, like uh, before someone buys from you, they have to have a problem. They have to identify yeah. in their own words, right? They have to feel that problem acutely enough to want to do something about it. They have to come up with a range of possible things that might make that pain go away. They have to weigh them against each other and select one and then fine-tune and customize that for their particular purposes, right? So that's, that's like all of the mental stuff that has to happen in, in before any sale. Correct. No, actually, that's exactly right. And you, you probably sat at my session. I mean, because we talked about that, you know, the, you know, the three stages, awareness stage, consideration stage, and ultimately decision stage. And, and it, everything you just identified uh, falls in there. You know, like you said, you, usually, you know, they're turning to the web, you know, maybe, like you said, maybe to troubleshoot something or, you know, they just ran into this problem. They want to upgrade something, whatever it is that's causing them to start doing research and then move through the whole the path uh, to the bottom of the funnel. Okay, so then how are the needs of people different at those three stages? How would you characterize their mindset in each of those three stages? What are they after? Or what are they, um, you know, what's their dominant kind of intent, if you will? Well, I do think, let's say, the, you know, like you said, all three stages. So the awareness stage, I think it's what we just kind of covered, you know, issues, opportunities, you know, what some event caused this to happen. It could even be that they saw an ad, right? Whatever it is, the stimulus that created them to go online and now do some research. The second stage, which is consideration, you know, I think at that point now they've done some, they've gained some basic level of knowledge and now they're looking for a solution. So, you know, maybe it's a, a white paper or, you know, whatever it might be. So there's different kinds of content there. And then usually the last one, decision stage, could be everything from looking up reviews, comparing, you know, details of products, benchmarks, things like that. So there's, you know, different mental focuses, like you said, for each of the stages. And, of course, different, uh, you know, my specialty, different content for those stages as well. Okay, so let, let's let's uh, dive into that a little bit more if we're looking at content let's talk about content for the awareness stage i think i have a problem what is um so one of the things that we found is effective in that is confirmation content what i mean by that is yes you have a problem and here's the full extent of the problem and we recognize every little nuance of your particular problem if someone can come to you with that that's pretty powerful right 
Yeah, exactly. Yep, and it could so, take the place of lots of different types of content, but what you just described is, is right on. Yep. Okay, well, so give me an example of the types of content that might be supporting that uh, notion in, in during the awareness stage. Well, I mean, that probably what most people would think of would be standard editorial kind of, you know, articles, blog posts, something that's, you know, helping answer maybe that question that they were seeking out uh, all the way to maybe, you know, maybe a downloadable guide that, that uh, you know, talks about this problem, maybe even offers a few solutions. Uh, could be listening to a podcast like this that, you know, they tune in regularly and so they are, are realizing, oh, maybe I need to do something about this. So it, it creates that awareness. Yeah, so so really what we're talking about is uh, one of the things we found helpful is actually a, a very negative focus because if you ultimately want to move people to action, you have to make them very uncomfortable with their current situation, right? So uh, we tend to, at this early awareness stage, have, from a CRO perspective, uh, negative headlines like, seven biggest mistakes when choosing your water purifier system, right? Nobody wants to make mistakes, and they know they want clean water, so... Right. Uh, and I would even maybe, maybe move that over to another, uh, a little bit further down the path, maybe to the consideration stage, um, but, uh, you know, it could, it could, you know, a lot of this content could straddle any of these three stages that I, you know, I, I defined. But. Okay, fair enough, so it'd be more like, oh, yeah, so an awareness stage, let's just stay with the water purification idea, uh, awareness stage might be thinking, uh, is something like that, like, Again, seven signs that your water may be poisoning you. <laughs> right. right? Well, I, that's that's I, but, an awareness stage thing. Well, it's that like, is, is awareness. Really? Right. But it could actually be uh, simpler. Like one of the things I, I think is people tend to uh, overthink this. I mean, I don't care if you're – we've actually worked with Home Depot and some really big brands, and I think they – uh, at times, want to be you know clever and and all that, and I would say with the water purifier, you should you need to stop and think about okay, what would cause someone to go online right now? They're either looking to buy a water purifier, they might even be looking to uh, uh, maybe their water purifier is uh, broken, you know, quit working. So what what searches would they might be doing online when these these uh, events happen? So that let's ch- take the broken one. You know, maybe they're saying. You know, how to repair my water purifier. Right, or replacing the filter. I mean, that's, that's or how to replace that's, the filter. Yeah, exactly. that's, that's a different, they already have one, and it's, uh, you know, that's, that's it. But should I get one for that, for that crowd, the stuff that you have to think about, you know, what might work for them uh, psychologically. Yeah. If they have to feel dissatisfied with their water, and so rubbing salt into the wound, or salt into the water, if you will, yeah. uh, is going to help, right? All right. right, well, we'll come back in two minutes after a word from our sponsors and continue our conversation. More LPO landing page optimization in just a moment. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, 
So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contests and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising? Or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? I'm David Ogletree, president of WME Training. Did you know that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average? At WME Training, we can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean, converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the marketing experts at WMETraining.com. Time now to hear some more LPO, landing page optimization. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. This is your host, Tim Ash, with LPO, landing page optimization. My guest this week is Arnie Ken, the CEO of Vertical Measures, fresh off of his appearance at the Conversion Conference Las Vegas. Uh, Arnie, uh, let's so let's pick up. We we're talking about the awareness stage. So, what kinds of questions do people have during the consideration stage? What are they wrestling with? What do they What do they need to resolve in order to move through that? Yeah, uh, well, right. We were talking about the water purifier. So, I would say, you know, we, I gave some examples about if you already own one and a broke or whatever. But let's just say you're looking to buy a new one. You know, if you just think about what you might search, you might literally uh, have had conversations with friends and some say, ah, mine doesn't really work or whatever. So you might do a search or, or seek out content, you know, do water purifiers really work? Or how much is a water purifier? Or, or what's the best what different one? Types of, yeah, what's the best one? Or what different types of water purifiers are out there? I mean, where you're really, you know, you're uh, a novice and you're just trying to gain fundamental knowledge uh, about water purifiers. So it's still educational. I think, again, the, the mistake a lot of people pull the trigger too early and they're saying 20% off and free shipping on your water purifier. Well, I mean, I don't care yet because I haven't decided whether or which one to get, right? Exactly. No, that's exactly it. Yeah. And I think what, what people, uh, what we're still trying to educate the market on is that uh, I think that today the stat would be 70 to 80% of decisions before they ever pick up the phone to talk to somebody or fill out that form are made online. Right? We're doing all of our research without ever wanting to talk to a human being. So we're doing all this investigating, um, and, and that's what's happening online. They're not waiting to have that ad pushed in front of them like you, the example you gave. Yeah, and exactly, and I think that uh, we're seeing actually an even bigger generational gap. Yeah, that's on average. I've seen that kind of 60 to 80% of the customer journeys happening self-service online. That's certainly true. Millennials are very comfortable with that. The last thing they want is for you to call them or or you to get in contact with them in any way. They want to feel in control, empowered. They're very comfortable looking for information online. So that might be towards the higher end of the range for millennials. Yeah, absolutely. I would totally agree. Yep. Uh, and guess what? Uh, millennials is where it's all moving. I mean, uh, I read a stat recently shocked me. And within nine years, 75% of the workforce is going to be millennials. Yeah, I think it's the biggest population. I mean, other than the boomers, you know, there's no, actually it's bigger a, than the boomers. Bigger yeah. than the boomers, right? Yep. Right. Yeah. Yep. So uh, just just consider that as you're thinking about your content. That also has implications. Uh, kind of perfect segue for uh, the format of your content. Uh, again, let's say younger. Uh, 
people are much more likely to be comfortable with new platforms, uh, with new delivery methods. They grew up when high-speed video on their phone was already a reality. Um, you know, they're comfortable with Snapchat and Instagram and things that uh, some of us Xers and or Boomers uh, probably, you know, as they're saying, ah, screw it, I'm too old to learn that. Yeah, well, absolutely. Uh, you know, and I'm going to state what's going to be the obvious, but it's certainly images and video is, is definitely where it's at. Well, actually, it's, it's kind of where it's at for almost all generations right now, but, but definitely the generation moving through the pipeline now, uh, they're really interested in uh, show me, you know. So a lot of uh, short-form video demonstrations, and I think a lot of people, when they talk about video content, they think it's got to be up to some kind of really professional-grade production levels, and I, I think uh, most explanatory content, I'd rather have the function. I want you to show me how to replace that water filter or purifier part. I don't really care about the production quality as much. I just want the knowledge. I don't care about the wrapper or the container. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm not a video expert, but I do know that the two things you just have to get right, though, of course, which, again, would be obvious, but it's sound quality and uh, the the uh, visual uh, side of it, meaning it can't be a dark, uh, jerky movie thing, but, but they're very comfortable with the idea of somebody standing there with an iPhone or whatever shooting a video while somebody's just walking behind the four different kinds of water purifiers explaining quickly that this one will handle this kind of a load, this one will handle this kind of a load, approximate price for each one, and blah, 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 right there in a little showroom and, and not television-grade commercials. Yeah, so as long as your video production quality is not like Blair Witch Project, uh, Herky yeah. Jerky in the Dark Chasing Ghosts, exactly. it's all good, right? Yeah, yeah so, but the point is, you know, like it that doesn't require a production studio. I mean, uh, heck, my phone will shoot 4K video. You know, it's, uh, the quality is there, assuming the lighting's decent and the sound is, is loud enough. Exactly, yep. All right, well, so let's, let's move on to the, uh, the decision stage. Uh, what, are, what are people looking for when they want to pull the trigger? What kind of details and how can content support that? Well, you know, at that point, I think, uh, you know, you're looking for, they're looking for things like prices. You know, I talked about that a couple of times, but they're going to look for general pricing even very early in the, in the funnel. Like, like I mentioned Home Depot earlier, and one of the examples was uh, how much does it cost? You know, we, we showed them some research that people were searching, how much would it cost to cover my patio? And mm-hmm. I think, you know, before you start a project, you just want to know, you know, is this going to be, Two thousand dollars or twenty thousand dollars, right? Right, because if it's twenty, I, I I can't even do it. So it doesn't yeah, I'm matter. out. Right, exactly. So you know, they they want some idea. Now, as they get closer to making uh, this decision, you know, they're in the, the final decision stages. Well, they want more precise uh, pricing. They might be looking for you know detailed product specs. They might even be looking to download uh, user manuals, which I actually just did the other day uh, before buying. You know, they made the manual available, so I wanted to look through it to see how, how complex this was. They might be looking for, you know, the proof kind of things, which would fall probably under, you know, reviews, comparisons, and, and so on and so forth. Or so, testimonials from people that have used it and had a good outcome, basically. Yeah, right? exactly. They want to see yep. what the experience was. So, you know, before you book a travel online at a particular hotel, you're certainly going to look at the reviews. Right. You know, exactly. You know, the, the price is good. It's available for my, my dates. Yeah, I can get a king-size bed, you know, but, you know, if the hotel sucks and they have bed bugs, I don't want to be there. Yeah, yep, Exactly. No, yeah, even so. if it's the presidential suite. <laughs> hey, now that was a hell of a of a, a uh, an after party. Let's let's be nice now. 
<laughs> Jeez, grand, grand pianos and rooftop pools apparently aren't enough for you, Mr. Ken. <laughs> no, I like the uh, skyline, or what was, it, what was that? The, the zipline, the voodoo zipline. Zip line, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, my 10-year-old had a great time on that. He had to go early because after 7.30, I think it turns into 21 and up up there. But yeah. yeah, yeah, but he had a blast. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. Fearless little guy. I don't know where he gets it. Um, <laughs> I wonder um, where. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, but okay, so you know, it, it sounds like you know you want. That's when you really want the detail. You want to know everything, and it's not only the product or the service itself. You want the larger environment. Uh, well, it's a great product, but can I get it? Do you? Ha- is it in stock? Do you have express shipping? What What kind of warranties? Uh, how can I undo this if I'm unhappy with it? All of those things matter too psychologically, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. And that might actually be the point where they have finally made contact, you know, with some of those questions. Uh, you know, they might uh, scan through a, a FAQ page or something like that looking for that, but those would be the kind of things where they would probably uh, be at that, you know, 70 or 80% through the cycle and they're saying, okay, I now know you're my, you're the vendor I'm thinking about buying from, and uh, to get those kinds of real specifics, I pro- I might need to talk to somebody. Yeah, and I think that that's actually a, a great point and something to uh, that needs focusing on when they do reach out. Your people better be super knowledgeable because a lot of times what they'll be looking for is consistency. They read in the FAQ about your guarantee, but they'll want to talk to you about it and confirm on a human level, yes, indeed, that's what's covered and here's your return policy. And they want reassurance. And so you better have intimate knowledge of your stuff with whoever is dealing with the phone or chat. Yeah. You know, Tim, that that is a great point. I hadn't really actually thought about before, but how – how this has all changed that whole knowledge requirement of of the you know whatever it is the customer service or up the sales the, the or front, the front line people that's how right I, I mean think about how it must have changed over the last whatever ten years for the car dealer and that car salesperson when everyone's walking up they know you know the the, the pricing in detail they know the specs in detail. Um, you yeah, know, what so comes you, with that option package? You know, I right. don't really want the mud flaps, and I've read that extended warranties are a scam. And you know, yeah, they're much more educated consumers, no doubt. Absolutely, yep. yep. So don't so you can't not only snow them. You really have to, I think, invest all you know five x, ten x the effort in training your people to to be ready for that moment of truth, eighty percent into the process. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great point. Uh, well, well, Arnie, I I know I live in San Diego, and we have our share of uh Bodhi people so after this next break i want to explore your your Bodhi side <laughs> i understand you have some ambitions like fear of the walking dead of getting on the water one day <laughs> we'll we'll be back in two minutes after a word from our sponsors sounds good more lpo landing page optimization in just a moment Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis, SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com, that's S-P-Y-F-U.com, and start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. 
Is buying something that is made in the USA important to you? How do you know that it really is made in the USA? Certified Inc. is the only supply chain audit company on the planet which qualifies country of origin labeling. If it's important to you as a consumer to know where the products you buy and use in your own home come from, then it's also important for your customers. Visit us at madeinusa.net and find out more. Go to madeinusa.net because it's that important. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Time now to hear some more LPO, landing page optimization. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. This is your host, Tim Ash, with LPO, landing page optimization, speaking with my guest, Arnie Ken, the CEO of Vertical Measures. Arnie, so you want to live the Jimmy Buffett life. <laughs> well, yeah, actually, I've never really thought of it as the Jimmy Buffett life, but I believe you're right. Maybe not quite as big a vote as he has, but... Um, and actually, it is almost ironic that we're having this conversation, you sitting in San Diego. And you're uh, in Arizona, landlocked. Well, yeah, that, that's, too, <laughs> that's probably the most ironic part. But no, but actually, I was speaking at a conference about three or four years ago in San Diego. And uh, my wife and I were just sitting out on the balcony of, I forget, I think it was a Sheraton over there at, at Harbor Island or wherever, just looking down at the marina. And uh, she said, you know, Ever thought about a boat? <laughs> and I got to tell you, what we have gone through over the last three or four years would, first of all, be a great case study for content marketing. Uh, but because I know nothing, I knew nothing about boating. I now feel like I know a lot. We've since chartered a couple of boats, and now our dream is someday to acquire a boat uh, big enough that if we wanted to spend a month on it at a time, uh, we could. And uh, since San Diego is the closest. Uh, marina uh, to us, we would probably eventually uh, have it uh, in a slip in San Diego. Well, fantastic! Well, we'd be neighbors. We'd love to love right. to have you out and uh, yep. you know barbecuing and margaritas. Uh, just don't make me wear the Tommy Bahamas shirt. It's it's just not my style. It's not you, no. Okay, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Well, very good. Cheers to that. So, so Captain Arnie. That's that's uh, yep. that's the name of my next rock band. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so Arnie, if we're if we're gonna kind of give um, some folks some tips on how to um, align their content marketing with these stages of the customer journey, I know that you covered this in your session. Uh, what are what are some kind of framework or, or tips for them to get started? Well, uh, you know, you know, you, you do need to think about, of course, these three stages. Um, you need to have a multi, you know, your personas created and. You know, my personal view, like I said when I was there, you know, I'm not a big, big proponent, and it's my personal opinion of spending, you know, tens of thousands of dollars or, or months and months creating personas. I, I, I think you absolutely need to know who your target 
audience is, and it could be multiple personas. And if you're, you know, an enterprise, large, uh, worldwide company, you might have many personas just based on different products and so on and so forth. But you got to know who who did your targeting. Yeah, you know, and by the way, just a quick yeah. quick word there is, you know, you and I are in complete agreement. I have a whole section in my book where I talk about uh, kind of the getting understanding getting the right people through the right tasks in the right order, or what I call the the matrix framework. So, you know, it's personas in the ad agency sense of, you know, mid-market Mary likes to go club hopping in Soho on her off days and, well, and works at Anderson Consulting during the week. You know, that kind of stuff is, is pretty much BS for buying media. Uh, what you're talking about is task and intent, right? What stage exactly. are they at? What's their role in relation to your company? What are they there to do on that visit? That's what you mean by personas, right? Exactly. That's exactly right. And you know, and a bit like we talked earlier about, you know, millennials versus uh, maybe you know current senior citizens or whatever. But, but exactly. But having at least a picture, but understanding exactly what what where that persona is going to fit into these different these three different stages. And then my other tip. Is, is I'm gonna, I talked about it, uh, uh, in May, but I'm gonna, I, I've been talking about it for like three years, and right now I just want to talk about there's a few kinds of content that I think people just generally avoid creating because it takes some courage and, and, and a little bit, you know, a little bit of guts, but you have to talk about cost, even though I know many of you out there can't answer that question. In other words, you know, if you're, again, I've mentioned Home Depot a couple times. If you're Home Depot, Amazon, whatever, I mean, you publish your prices for most of your products uh, right there. But if you're a services business or you have any kind of a reasonably complex sale or even, you know, an automobile, I mean, you don't, you don't know until you know what the options are. But people are constantly searching for pricing and cost at a, at, at the beginning of their, of their journey. And I think you need to create content that that, under, that that addresses that. You don't have to answer it specifically, but be the, the at least address it out there. The other thing that's hard to talk about is possible problems. If you have competitors out there that might be throwing some mud and, and creating issues that that people are now trying to research online, why not have you be the place where when they do that search, they end up reading about pros and cons for your, you know, products or services and so on and so forth. And just, you know, you have to be authentic and honest, but create that content they're looking for, even, even comparisons. And so, you know, those are, those would be three things I would say that pe- uh, what we see out there with our clients is they shy away from it. They avoid it. They, they are uncomfortable producing it, but it can make a huge difference in the impact uh, from, from a lead and revenue perspective. Well, you know, it's interesting you say that because obviously as a professional services agency, we at SiteTuners, uh, you know, I, I've shied away from creating exactly those two types of content. It's like, why would I talk about pricing when it's a super wide range and applies to midsize, to enterprise, you know, uh, clients? And if I publish a list, that's obviously not the way to go. So i got to think about how to finesse that. And then also, you know, like you say, people throwing out mud out there, competitors, uh, direct comparisons can be pretty in your face, but you're saying if the elephant's in the room, might as well talk about it. They're, they're going to find the information somewhere. So it might as well be on your site as opposed to them reading it on your competitor's site. Okay, so picking a, a, an online marketing agency, here's how to know whether you, you're considering a good one would be the, the debate you want to start. Not, exactly. Not, not, exactly. Not, to just, not to just have that be something that uh, you know, somebody else captures by default. Yeah, and I'll give you the simplest of all is, uh, you know, when I, we teach a lot of workshops, make a lot of presentations, 
one of the most frequently asked questions when people come up to me at the end or, you know, whatever at lunch or whatever it is. So how much does content marketing cost? Right? <laughs> right. Just like how much does SEO? And you might yeah. even get how much does CRO cost, right? Yeah, so, oh, yeah. I, I've heard that once or twice. Right. So we literally wrote a piece of content. I think it ranks number two online right today of how much does content marketing cost. And if you Fantastic. read it, we never answer the question because we can't, right? I mean, we, we don't right. know. But, but, you, but you talk about ways of thinking about it. Ways of thinking about it and all the issues that would go into coming up with a proposal for you. All right. Perfect. Right. Well, well uh, Arnie, I, I really appreciate you being back on our show. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, loyal listeners, uh, we'll see you on the flip side. Thanks for having me, Tim. The opinions expressed on this Cranberry Radio program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry Media. Any redistribution of this content without proper consent is prohibited. 